If you knew that one belief eliminated from your brain could change the course of your reality, would you want that? It's not for everyone, only the brave. Those who want to own their life like the powerful leaders they were born to be. A pivotal moment can change everything. Now, here's the host of Crossroads to Awakening show, Wendy Paquette. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Crossroads to Awakening. I'm Wendy Paquette. I'm your host, and I'm a holographic mind reprogrammer. So what that means is I help women and men stuck at a crossroads awaken to their true selves and change the world from where they stand. Because I believe as a high frequency human, how you see your reality is a direct reflection of all the programs that are etched into your brain, and those can easily be shifted. So if you don't like your reality, guess what? that can be changed. And there is so much more to that. And I have all the keys for you. These last three past three episodes, we've been speaking directly into the 3D experience that we're living and how we're moving into the higher frequency of 5D multidimensional experience. And there is a gap in between. Now, prior shows, I spoke into the 4D because I was curious as to where that was. So I investigated with my spiritual capacity and spoken to that. So you can go back and look at that episode. But today we're going to do some Q&A on what might be the programs that you have stuck in your brain, literally in your brain, not in your mind. Mind is a larger concept, but in your human brain that are causing you to see the reality that you have exactly the way you see it. Now, it's one thing to see it the way you see it. It's one thing to be joyful about it and another to not like aspects of it. So we're here to speak into that. It's a Q&A episode today on uh, the four-part series of Tired of the 3D Experience and Ready for Manifesting in 5D with Multidimensional Insight. When I speak about insight, I'm speaking directly into how you see your reality and how you can take a step back and look at it and assess it from a place of awareness, consciousness, and presence that allows you to see the programs that are running in your brain. Because whatever the program is in your brain, it's going to be reflected outside of you, right? This is a oneness that we're standing in. Holographic reality from my perception, meaning every bit of you is in every bit of me and vice versa, right? No one's better than anyone else. No one's lesser than anyone else. We are all equal. And in that we all possess every bit of everyone and everything on the planet inside of us as we are in the skin suit, right? We call a human body. So although it's a large concept is a very simple understanding. As I see you, I see myself. However you show up is 100% a reflection of a program that I've etched into my brain. So if I'm attracting people that are showing up for me that are gentle and kind and powerful and creative and loving and generous and all those things, and also like frustrated or irritated or judgmental or any enlist any of the more negative frequencies, those are reflections of the programs I have in my brain. So when I see something that shows up that I draw the line around neutral and below, so some type of negative emotion, so I'm going to call it what it is, when I see a negative emotion show up in someone else that triggers me, now here's the key piece, a negative emotion can show up in someone else and it can just show up and I could be emotionally unaffected and 
they could show up in an emotional state that will 100% affect me and my reality, my moment by moment existence. Because if I'm triggered by their emotional experience, guess what? (laughs) I then am identifying a program that I possess. So it's not in that they can't be human and they're not going to show up with shit, stuff, things, emotions. It's how am I affected by that? And how that gets determined is based on your emotions. It's a very simple indicator. Where are my emotions at when this is showing up? I can be compassionate and loving with someone who's having a really tough day and they could be hysterical in their moment and I'm unaffected. So I'm able to be loving and compassionate and non-judgmental from that space. But if they're showing up, they had a horrific day and they're hysterical and I suddenly become triggered by their hysteria I'm going to react differently. I'm going to behave differently. I'm going to support them differently, if at all, because of that. Only because the program in my mind, whatever that is, program in my brain is going to depict my future based on how I bought it. Now, there's unpacking of this. So I'm looking at, now I got a question from Jen. It says, how do we go about changing the programs? Well, let me tell, we're going to get to that because it's a something I talk about regularly in most of the episodes of this show because that is 100% where I get to serve and support everyone. What about those who are empaths? Well, empaths are great. Having empath is, oh, we have, a, we have someone popping on with us. Having an empath, I see... Uh, someone that's popping in with us. And I'm imagining that this gets to go into a really fun space. And we've not done Zoom before but before for our TV show, but we are going to now. So I'm just going to wing it. This is my first having a guest on doing Zim, Zoom, Marty. So we get to roll with it. So what I'm speaking into is how we identify those programs and what that looks like. So when you're identifying someone else who shows up and they're in a frenzy, right? They're in hysteria because of their day or something that happened. When you are triggered, what you're indicating to yourself is there's a program in your brain that you bought that is yours, that is lighting up with identification, with resonation, and with alignment to the same stuff that's going on in the person that showed up for you. Simple, simple identification, right? So if the person in front of you is having a hysterical moment because they've been judged. They did something. They feel like they've been wronged or they are being judged and they're having hysteria and they're speaking about that judgment that they received. And you're now not able to be supportive because you're in an emotional trigger point too. That is indicating to you that what they're being is resonating with what you are being, which means if they're running a program in their brain that, that, they're being judged and that's wrong, which there is no right or wrong in this you know, reality, then you're resonating the same program. That's how you identify it. So we'll break that down. I was speaking last week into a program that, that I'm creating where you all can walk yourself through this over and over and over again, identify your programs and then clear them. So that's coming. So I'm gonna invite my beautiful guest, Marty, in to ask some questions around what programs might be in the way for her. I mean, we'll see what she's going to speak into, but they're everywhere and there's nothing that's discluded. So we can unmute Marty and let's say hello. Hello, Marty. Hi, Wendy. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? 
I'm awesome. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for coming into play. This this Zoom space of our TV slash radio show that goes live everywhere across the globe, more than 250 spaces, is a really powerful space. And I'm excited to play here with you. So how can I support you today? What's on your mind about what so we're What you were just talking about was really interesting because the the running theme or the conversation this morning has been around repeating patterns and the, the conversation going on in the head and me being triggered by something somebody else is doing. And then I totally recognize where I do the same thing to myself. So I, yeah, I was struggling with that. So hmm. what's your question? What's my question? <laughs> I, I want to say, how do I get myself out of that loop? So once I recognize it, once I recognize that I recognize myself in them, mm-hmm. then I know I get to shift, but I stay stuck. Why do I stay? Is that a comfort space? Like my brain is going crazy right now. Like, is that just a comfort space? Is that why I stay stuck in that space? So are you asking me why you stay stuck or what yeah. do you do? Yeah. Why you stay stuck? Yeah. Uh, because you're, you're, the program exists. So you're not really stuck. You're just in the program. So how do you get out of the program? So <laughs> it's a little further out, but we can walk through a simple process, right? Okay. Um, there are, I mean, in my world on a one-on-one basis or even in a group basis, it's a capacity that I have to shift it energetically because I know how to, because I can see it. But with you, when you're going to walk through it, what if you were able to identify in the moment you were ex- experiencing it that A, oh, this is a program. I'm identifying a program. Then B, going, what is this? What is showing up here? What are they being? Right? That's the ideal question. What are they being? And then when you can identify, not what are you being? This isn't, you're trying to identify your own programs in your brain. You can't see them from your own brain. Otherwise it'd be easy and it wouldn't even be a thing. But what you're looking to identify is how that shows up in someone else. You can identify it. They're a mirror to you. It's a 100% mirror opportunity. It doesn't get to go back and forth, back and forth and back and forth from you to them, to you, to them, to you, to them. Not that kind of a, the infinite expression of it where your mind gets lost in it. It's a pause and conscious awareness moment where you go, what are they being right now? So let's walk through it. Pick one thing that triggered you today from someone and let's walk through it. Mm, victim. They were being a victim? Yeah, it's a repeating, yeah, it's a repeating so, pattern of, of yeah. them being a victim. So you are identifying already that they are being a victim. How did you respond to that? I, I didn't respond. I immediately recognized, like I was in reflection, like, wow, if this is showing up for me, then I'm in victim. I'm in victim somewhere in my conversations. Okay. But, so were you triggered by their victim? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's the first thing we get to look at because a lot of people can show up in their victim and that doesn't mean that you get triggered. It means you notice it. If you can notice it from a new, truly neutral space of, wow, I get to support this person and I'm not triggered by their victim. Then that's one thing. That means you don't carry that piece. All right. So let's, I'm going to be completely transparent. Let's get raw here. It's a, it's my child. 
Yeah. It's my child. And her, the conversation she's having, she's victim, victim. I mean, everybody's doing all these things to her. And, and as a parent, I immediately want to go, you know, no, that's not like, I don't, but then I, I just paused and like, all right, this is showing up for me. Why? Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing you say in that scenario is you're frustrated and irritated that she's showing up and just expressing victimhood. Yeah. And your irritation is that she's being a victim, that she's identifying a victim or that she is what? Fill in the blank. So I, I think being a victim, I'm frustrated that she's not taking standing in her own power right so she's being a victim so she's identifying so it could go a little deeper all right can you give us examples of what exactly she was being a victim to because it sounds there's more layers to this than just being a victim because it's you know it's levels deep for some women so fellow students not taking not taking ownership in their part of a project professor not listening um yeah yeah. So um, what I'm getting is that she's not being a leader. She's not choosing leader. So instead of choosing leader, she's claiming a victim, yeah. which is I'm going to shit on my leader. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm just not going to show up and I'm going to complain that. about it and I'm going to tell people that it sucks and how bad they are and that it's their fault and that they're not showing up. And now my marks are not going to be good because they're not showing up for it instead of what potentially leaning in and pulling forward someone who might be struggling or asking questions and finding out what the issue might be or asking herself what part would she like to play in this group mm. of project players yeah so if you're being triggered by that aspect this is why it's layers deep because it's not just a victim there's multiple victim conversations in one's head multiple multiple victim programs but this one leans into where am i playing with a group of people and noticing that they're not showing up. And so therefore my work will suffer because of it. And that's wrong. So you're pointing the finger and they're wrong because they're not showing up. My work's not gonna be affected. And I hate that because if my work looks bad then that means my grade's gonna be bad and it's all because of them, it's their fault. And sitting there and that is literally waiting for the bad mark to arrive and bitching mm. about it while they're waiting. So. You get to look at where do you play with other humans in a group setting where the result of the work you're doing together, you're owning as a result of your own and you're allowing the excellence and the result to show up poorly because others are not showing up. And so therefore the reflection of you is going to be bad. Mm. Right? So it could look anywhere. It could also look that way within a family setting. It could look that way in a, within a work setting. It could work look that way within a friend circle it depends on what you're looking at the program is real either way it's where you get to see where it doesn't just show up in her it's going to show up in your reality as well how to move that program how to eliminate or begin to eliminate that program is identifying that holy crap i am what i'm seeing i'm seeing a program of victimhood when i when in a group not allowing my leader to lead. In that very moment, if you truly receive that, that statement as understanding that the 
bullshit lie of the program is not actually true. You get to shift in the moment and choose something different in order to have an inspired moment action choice that moves you on a different trajectory in that parallel. So then you're going to move parallels, no longer be on the victim parallel. Now you're deliberately going to identify and shift into a new parallel that now has a different result Mm. that you created based on the oneness perception of, oh, if that's not working and I'm seeing it, what is it? Go deeper. What is that? Where do I see that? What would make this work for me? And it's not just what would make it work so you can force your brain into submission, but really getting down to the energetics of, wow, that really is showing up. And I wasn't willing to see it because if you're not willing to see it, you're going to see it in others and you'll be triggered by it, but they're showing up to show it to you. Got it. Right. Uh, Everyone in your reality that shows up with a program for you to identify in that moment loves you more than you love yourself. Why? Sometimes people show up, maybe not your kids, but a friend will show up with that similar victim statement and you just write them off or you get angry, right? At them and you create more programs because of it, because it's too easy to let them go. There's a moment and I don't know if this is relevant and you can tell me, but there's a moment, there's a conversation in my head where I am saying, stepping into my leadership takes work. Do I want to take this work on right now? Oh, is that the conversation? Mm, I don't know if it's um, a desire to take more work on right now. It's how could this serve me in the best possible way? And how can I make that fun? Listen, we're here on this reality to serve our passion, our excitement, our reason for living is like, we have a human body to express emotions. I know I speak about deleting emotions, but it's in a different context. To be here now is to be present and passionate about something. It's very exciting. That's a very high frequency. So you get to lean into, this is something that is work. I'm not choosing it. When I land on something that is work slash like exciting and I can be passionate and excited about that, then that's the kind of work I'd like to do is not even work. Right. Those are the times when you feel guilty for getting paid because it's so flipping easy. Right. right. right? And those that's, isn't that the kind of life you'd like to live? Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So your daughter is just reflecting to you a program that you've been unwilling to really truly accept or look at. And she's loving you more in that moment because she's willing to be frustrated enough to show it to you. And the second that you shift it, so will her world. Because in this oneness reality, she is you, right? And you are her and I am you and I'm her. It's all one. So when you shift, she shifts. She doesn't even have to know. It'll just occur. You step in, she'll step in. Right? So there's multiple aspects there's there's steps to walking through it because it could be you know a little convoluted with a bunch of other shit in there but um you know i've seven years of practicing (laughs) and being able to read it is supportive and you can learn to do that you can learn so understanding the steps to getting to the point where that program gets deleted and you get to choose a new parallel you get to step over the parallels that's how quantum leaps occur right? Walking through those steps and actually quantum leaping your reality is hundred percent possible. Right. Right. 
So I'm, I said it on an earlier show and I haven't shared it anywhere else, but I'm creating a program that teaches you how to do this. And you have to learn how to do it and then embody it and bring it into your work. So that when you're identifying with your employees, with your coworkers, or with your partners in business, or with your friends, or what it looks like, you can actually identify the programs that you carry, up-level yourself on a like regular basis to a, like a supreme experience of your own human reality. So, are you seeing what you, what you're seeing in your daughter? Are you identifying it now? Are you? Oh being, yeah. yeah, yeah, in your own reality, yeah. And you're right. There's there's layers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And we create them. If we get stuck too long in uh, trying to figure something out with a program, you'll create more programs beating your face into the wall, <laughs> trying to figure it out. Right. <laughs> Instead of like practicing surrender in the moment, and just letting it go for now. So that's why I'm creating the program in order to support everyone into getting this. This is a really super simple concept that once you have it, it's like, you can't unknow it. So we're going to walk into a break right now. We're going to give ourselves and our viewers and listeners an opportunity to sit with that, maybe um, peruse their life right now, see what's showing up for them. And then when we come back, we can speak into more questions and see what else is possible. So thanks for popping in. I really appreciate you coming in. If you have more, stick around and uh, we'll lean into it. So we will be right back after these short messages from the Inspired Choices Network on the Crossroads to Awakening show. If you could wave a magic wand and have your life be anything you wanted it to be, what would it look like? Professional dancer, CEO of a multi-million dollar earth conscious company, a screenwriter with top billing shows, and ultimately have the boldness to move about the world without emotional blocks standing in your way, therefore having the confidence to achieve anything you put your mind to. That's what Wendy Paquette knows is possible for you. The first step is understanding why you don't believe it too, or why you do, and yet haven't created it. Put on your possibility goggles and join Wendy now, because you're at the crossroads to awakening. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Crossroads to Awakening show with your host, Wendy Parkett. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. So we're leaning into discussing the programs that are etched into your brain that are actually causing your reality to show up as it is. And, you know, you can amplify positive programs and add things in as well as take negative programs and delete them so that other things can be amplified. So there are so many possibilities and what we can create in this reality. This is what's cool. I know everyone talks about 3D reality and it's like, 
you know, it's sometimes it's a bit of a shit show. <laughs> like, you know, you're looking at all the things that are happening in the world. It's like, dang, this 3D shit sucks. And guess what? We get to be happy where we are, right? One of the things I love about understanding manifesting is you can create from a space of abundance when you allow yourself to be abundant, right? Instead of thinking, oh, I hate where I'm at. I hate this reality. I hate where I'm at. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I can't get somewhere, right? I'm being blocked by something. I want to manifest this, that, and the other, and it's not showing up for me. You know, something's not working. I don't like this reality. And then you learn about the 5D multidimensional experience, which is a completely different experience than what we're experiencing now. There isn't even a way to describe the difference. That's how different it is. 3D has code. You're seeing it everywhere. How do I know? You're looking at a computer that was created by code. There's code inside of the computer that creates the words on the screen, creates the programs, whether it's, you know, the, if you like the one with the, the Apple, or if you like the other one with the windows, whatever that looks like code created all of that, as well as um, what, what you see everywhere you look, anywhere you look, right. It has to be code put into something in order to create something. So uh, look at the tool and mold tool and die. I, I don't know why that came to my mind. The, the way in order to create something with a material, they input code into a computer and create a mold with it, inject the material into the mold, and then out pops the, the product. That's everywhere. That's not just in that industry. That's everywhere you look and everything you're doing. Code creates everything. It's also an energetic representation in physical. So when you look at it from that perspective, if somebody's putting code in, in order to have a result on the other side, you're seeing it in the physical, then what do you think it looks like when you put code into your brain? Same thing, right? You're taking your body and you're moving about the world and you're inputting code into your brain every time you decide something and create code with it. So what, what's coming to me, I was like, you know, when they say the world is full of zeros and ones, that's pretty much what your brain is computing on in an energetic capacity. And what's showing up for you is the result of that code. So what I speak into is I'm able to read the code and identify it with uh, the next level, which is the word, right? The word has a resonation. So the code has a resonation in, in frequency. It shows me a word which has a resonation in frequency, which also has a physical representation in an emotion or in a, an experience that creates emotion. Right. So it's all really easy for me to read. And it can be for you as well when you start identifying how that all fits together. It's like taking pieces of puzzles, throwing them all on the table, and then starting to allow yourself to see the puzzle come together. Because eventually you put the pieces of the puzzle together. How? One piece at a time. Right. You start identifying similar colors that go together there you know you start putting the pieces together that look have similar colors and those pieces then start to look a little clearer and so then you start formulating whatever picture is in the puzzle it's the same with your life when you start reading the code that's in your brain reading the information reading the programs you start to identify oh that shows up all the time whenever i'm xyz right whenever i'm at work and I'm working with others, I always feel this way. Something happens and it causes me to feel this way. You start becoming highly aware and highly conscious of your physical reality. And then you're able to see it. And then when you, it's almost like a reverse engineer back to 
a word. I call the word code, right? A program, whatever the program is going to result. So there's so many ways to look at it. I've intended to source the language where you as a listener or a viewer of the show can start to embody what it could be so that you move yourself through this reality with ease and grace. Because yes, 3D is kind of like messy and crazy. It's all run by code and we're seeing it everywhere. Even in our uh, monetary system, what that looks like. We're seeing it in our school systems, what the education looks like. It's all like in this square box, right? We live on a plot of land, square box. We live in a house, square box. Everything we live in has this type of square box where we house code. So when you start to be able to read your own code or read someone else's code, you start to be able to put your, your programs together so you can understand you a little better. What we're looking to create is eliminating most of those codes, those programs that are causing like distress and incongruence and misalignment. And they're causing all the emotions that are, that are creating heartbreak, disease and anger, frustration in the world because we're all looking to live in a world that's beautiful and happy and joyful and full of love and, you know, connection to one another. So we're on the pathway to that and how we get there, like one human at a time gets to understand what their world really means to them and how they can shift into something that's even greater. That doesn't just affect you because you are the globe. So it affects everyone. You are the people of the world, right? Um, I heard the coolest thing this morning. My husband was watching a video that was sent to him. And her name was, I believe it was Candace Owen. And there was a video of compilation of clips and she was speaking into, I don't know, I don't understand. I'm Canadian. I don't understand American politics that well. I just, I see what's happening. And it wasn't really about that. It was her languaging inside of us as humans and how we see one another and how we speak based on that. So her perception was when you ask something of her, are you asking something of her based on the color of her skin because if everyone is transparent as far as like say race or skin color goes what are you really trying to ask right so if you were to say well um the color like the the because there's purple color people on the planet well how do you feel about the yellow yellow color people or the pink color people the orange color people or the whatever rainbow color people because you know, perhaps this person was uh, the color of puce. They're saying, well, what do you feel about all these other people? And when you replace the people with colors, like say skin color with colors in the rainbow, you can see where that just doesn't really make sense, right? How could you formulate an opinion based on a color of a human being who is so much more than that, right? So let me just break this down. And there's a reason why this came up today because it's so flipping cool. How I saw her languaging was um, when you ignore the color of my skin, what's what the rules are in the world and how I apply myself to the rules, that still gets to be like assessed as being right or wrong in that in that case. So whether I am white, black, yellow, green, orange, purple, rainbow, if I hurt someone and it was illegal then I'm still guilty of hurting someone. It's illegal. It's against the law. Like if I, you know, created, uh, committed a crime just because of the color of my skin does not matter. I still created a crime. So everyone gets to be spoken into 
of the truth of the matter, not based on the color that you be of your skin. So I was fascinated by watching her speak because of that. I thought, yes, more humans like that, please, right? More humans understanding that the history of race is true and if you're ha if you're having an emotional response to an occurrence that occurred 80 years ago and you're 35 years old and you have more emotional response now than they may have had 80 years ago what is that saying like what's truly happening what about the human that stands before you right now what are they creating right now who are they being right now so are you basing your judgment on the color of their skin and the history and, and the uh, experience of someone genetically down the line that created something? And are you, are you still living that? Which means you're bringing the perceived past into the present, which is like a whole shit ton of programs and making them real. You are buying every one of those programs. So that's why I bring it forward now. It's a very complex idea. But what I truly saw was a human being speaking her truth, not from a space of, of race or color or history, but from a space of like, who do we get to be right now, people? Like, let's all be transparent, literally, in no color zone. What's actually happening and what are we truly speaking to? Like pull the facts forward, pull the facts and the interpretations forward. Let's sift through the interpretations and set them aside. Let's land the facts. Let's make decisions and conversations based on fact, right? Not color and, um, you know, history from millennia ago. Yes, it's true. And yes, we can respect it. And yes, we can honor it. And yes, we can so learn from it. That's the whole point not to relive it, right? So anyway, bring that forward. I'm not sure 100% why, but uh, in this moment, what it says to me is that the programs run so deep and that we are all one, it only takes one person at a time to lead a program that is not serving humanity now, right? You can step into possibilities that change the world right now. It doesn't matter that you're only one human and you think you can't do anything. You are one human, which is one human across the globe. You represent the billions of people that are on this planet. Why wouldn't you step into and eliminate those programs so that we can all experience something greater because of you, right? There's billions of programs, yes. And all we get is one each right? Let's pick one each and everybody shift part of that and the whole world shifts like that. It's so possible. That's what quantum leaping is about. Taking yourself from this reality and quantum leaping mega parallels into a new reality that's barely recognizable into the space we're in because we're so full of love, right? We get to just so, be so full of love and possibility. So that's a grander scale of the programs. I sort of wasn't expecting that to come up, but that is my reality today, now. So we get to speak into that. What a gift I was given by her, the compilation that I witnessed that stood before me and allowed me to see that perspective 
It showed me a shit ton of programs that get to be cleared. And guess who's responsible for that? As a leader, I am responsible for everything. 100%. I'm going to be clearing programs like crazy. Why? Because my programs are yours. And I choose to like move them and, and delete them and shift them and add in more love in place of it. Let's see how the world shifts then. So that is, that is my passion, my purpose on this planet in this now in order to create that possibility. So I know uh, we have, Marty, you're still on with us. Would you, are there any other questions I'll ask you that you can pop them in the chat if you like, or if you want to pop on, you can. I also know that Jen has some questions. And so feel free to um, either pop them in the chat or come forward and ask them. But I'm, I'm bringing a big possibility forward with the conversation I just landed. Uh, with the color, the, the race aspect of a program. And let me tell you, I have zero emotional like response to that, which, tells, which means that all those programs for me have been deleted in that I can speak to it from a neutral perspective and then enhance the possibilities moving forward with others. Because they're not gonna, it's not gonna be the same with others. Right? It's gonna be completely different. Somebody that, I'm gonna say something and it's gonna trigger the shit out of someone and they're going to have something to say about it. And that's great because what they're identifying is there is a program within them that they get to delete and identify and move out of the way because whatever that program is, is showing up everywhere. So it's just showing up right now as they're listening to this. It's everywhere they look, right? And how could their life be enhanced as a human being without that program? So we're going to walk into a break right now. Such a big, huge topic for such a you know a sweet little awakening show and let me tell you believe the world is ready for it otherwise it wouldn't have come out of my mouth so um jen let's walk right into our beautiful commercial on the inspired choices network where you just don't know what's going to come out of my mouth sometimes this is the crossroads to awakening and i'm wendy pocket we'll see you in a minute <laughs> if you could wave a magic wand and have your life be anything you wanted it to be what would it look like professional dancer, CEO of a multi-million dollar earth conscious company, a screenwriter with top billing shows, and ultimately have the boldness to move about the world without emotional blocks standing in your way, therefore having the confidence to achieve anything you put your mind to. That's what Wendy Paquette knows is possible for you. The first step is understanding why you don't believe it too, or why you do, and yet haven't created it. Put on your possibility goggles and join Wendy now because you're at the Crossroads to Awakening. This is the Crossroads to Awakening show with your host, Wendy Paquette. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I just had that, took that moment to kind of like breathe in and reflect at how magnificent it is to to be alive in this moment like i imagine that you know if if i had the opportunity to choose to come to earth on you know in this body in this moment in this now and experience who i be right now i can imagine that i would have created this and and therefore that's what i speak about like you're creating your life and passion being passionate about something is what is what you're here for to be excited about your life, to live fully into it. It doesn't mean that you don't have any ups and downs. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, what if being passionate about something is the biggest indicator that you have 
for your joy. And what if that joy is what sparks possibility and joy everywhere else? Because it's also a program. It all is. Joy is a program as much as anger, irritation, or frustration. So I can see why if I got a glimpse of uh, who I got to be on this planet, why I would want to come because this is inspiring just to have these conversations with others in this space where we can change the world from where we stand. And that's exactly what this show is all about. So I'm so grateful for you all uh, listening and watching, um, whether it be live now or in the future on a recording. And I say future like it actually exists. It doesn't. It's all here now. And when you're listening to it in the moment that you're listening, it's happening now right? From your perspective. So we have Jen that we're going to bring on so that we can see what her questions are as we lean into, you know, what programs are in the way and what could you see differently that would actually change the trajectory of your life. So Jen, what is happening, girl? Tell me more. Are you on? I can. Wonderful. Welcome to the show. Yes. Yeah, I am. And I'll, I'll ask you more questions in order to define it a little better. Uh, well, let me ask you first, what is your question in that? Um, okay. So there's a lot of, there's a lot inside of that. Okay. So as an empath, my perception of an empath is you're able to experience other people's emotions as they're experiencing them. Right. So when, if you, whether you know, or don't know that they're having it, that they're experiencing it, right. Or they're, they're in their feelings. If you're talking to someone, they're in their feelings, like they're really, really sad and you become really, really sad. Then you're like, yeah, that's your, you know, your empathy. If you're in an office and someone that sits on the other side of the room is feeling extremely sad and suddenly you're doing your work and in the middle of doing your work, suddenly this wave of sadness comes over and you're like, what the heck is that? Like now I'm sad and you instantaneously identify the sad 
and go to your brain to find to try to attach it to a thing, a situation. So, so you're going, oh well, what just happened? Like I don't, I didn't do anything right now. Well, it must have been X, Y, Z. It must have been because this morning when I got up, my kids, yada yada, right? So you're trying to find a reason. The second that you're trying to find a reason to attach an emotion to, then you can identify it's not yours, right? Is that landing for that part of it? Yeah. And that, that shows you like, it, it takes a conscious pause to go, I'm feeling this, is this mine? Or, you know what I mean? Like, oh, wait, wait a second. I was doing something on my computer and that's not, I, there's no way that's mine. Like I didn't just have a conversation and create that emotion. So that's the first part. Um, the second part you were asking, uh, were you asking if that was a program? Yeah, no. So it, it's the fact that you're empathic isn't a isn't a program per se. It's it's human nature. Everyone is empathic. You're you have a uh, higher degree of connection to your empathy, like to your empathic nature. So some people they just have a program that that's not them, and so that that's not them. I say that in that way, that they're not empathic and so therefore the program is they're not empathic therefore they're not feeling they're not going to feel things so that's the program so you're open to that that's why you experience other people's emotions now if you have a moment where the someone's feeling like super super sad and then you have this wave and you're like oh my gosh i'm so sad you've then bought the program because the I am nature of it is, oh, I am so sad. Therefore, now you try to take the I'm sad. Oh, I'm sad. You're identifying with it. Then you're trying to attach it to a situation. So now you're going, well, you know what? This morning I, when I woke up, I got a phone call from my friend and her parent is sick and she's really sad. And I, I feel like I'm sad because of that. So there's a causal reality there. So you're attaching it to something in order to try to make sense of it. Now you have plugged yourself into a program that says, like, I'm sad because my friend, you know, whatever, maybe I, you go, my friend's parents ill. And so I'm sad because I'm thinking about when my parents get ill, then I'm how I'm going to feel, right? See the thread of making it up. You're making it up, which means you're writing the code of the program. Literally writing the code of the program. Just like you were saying earlier, everything everything always works out for us. That is hundred percent a program and a beautiful one to have. I have the same program, right? So, and that's why this 3D reality is actually pretty cool because you can write your own programs. <laughs> the problem is if you don't know that you have programs and you don't, you're not identifying them, that's where some of the shit gets, you know, gets crazy because then you're rewriting and writing more and writing more programs based on the programs that are showing up that anyway, it's very convoluted. So back to your question. Um, you are, you are curious as if, so identifying between the two. So a program for you would be, 
every time, this is an example, every time I talk to my husband and I bring up something that I want to do, he immediately shuts me down and I feel horrible. So I'm never going to do that again. Right? So if that's the conversation in your head, yet you still bring it up in the hopes that he may act differently. The program's already been written. Every time I bring something important to me up to my husband, he immediately shuts it down. That's the program. Every time you're going to show yourself that that is true. Why? Every time you attempt to bring something up to your husband that's important to you, he will shut it down. Not because he wants to, it's just because he is you and you wrote the program, right? That's how you identify it. You start seeing the pattern like crap. Now, I say you start seeing the pattern only if you know that it is a pattern, that it is a program. The other aspect is every, you know what, I, you start talking to your friend or you're sitting with yourself and you say, I brought this most important thing up to my husband for the first time and he shut it down. And you are devastated by that because now you're going, I'm not good enough. He doesn't believe in me. Why is he not supporting me? He never supports me. Bring on the programs. Right, so you're identifying a bunch of those things in one experience. Is that making sense? Yeah, so you can easily identify those things by being present with yourself. So if, if you know that you're empathic, then notice what you're doing when you're actually noticing emotions. You can notice that they're, they're not yours based on what you're creating in that moment. Right. And does that make sense? Or are you making it up? And the other piece is every time I do this, this, this is what happens to me. So every time I don't know, every time I make money, I, I end up spending it all. And then I'm right back where I started. Right. I, I never have enough money to do the things that I want. Or every time I get a really great job, it only lasts so long. I end up filling my bank account and then I lose my job and end up using all that money. And I'm straight back where I started. Right. I can never get ahead. So there's a million programs around money and money is literally just energy. Can you imagine the money programs that you have that cause a particular result to not be something that you enjoy? It's crazy. A lot of people have that. It's also true on the other side, right? Someone who's always easily making money has the program that I make money easily. It's not just a mantra that you say. A mantra will not work. Mantras are great getting yourself into a, maybe a spiritual space, pulling in the energetics of a feeling of openness and freedom will not solve the fact that if you want money, you're going to say, I want, I, I'm abundant or I, whatever, because most of the, the reason that you're saying a mantra from the first place is because you don't believe it. Programs already written, right? So there could be a million affirmations out there. That is great. You could say it in the moment, feel good in the moment. But truly, if you're deciding to say a mantra because you're trying to change something, you've already written the program that it's not going to change, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just identifying the program. If you're like, if you don't know it's a program, how could you even look at it from a different perspective? Right? You get to first identify it and go, you know what? I create programs all the time and I'm living through programs because it's showing up for me. And I'm, you know, 
saying mantras because I want to believe it, but the word want indicates lack already. So that you get to pause and go, okay, what, what is that? So the answer to your question is how you get out of that is being highly aware of your now. Being here now, being present now and going, wow, what is this program that I've created for myself? And when you lock onto it, you'll know, you'll have an energetic alignment to what it feels like to identify. It feels like a separateness. It feels like it's separated and separate from you. Then you can see the program. In that moment, you have a choice to uh, abandon that program and choose something else, which could be the energy of the source of you or love or peace. And let just let the program go. It's process of, you know, 100% allowance of letting go. That's a letting go piece. That's crazy powerful. So it's a, it's almost like you've taken a moment of time, which is a construct and absolutely uh, a 3d thing. And you've stretched open time to have a pause that feels like it's so long that you could see the program separate from you and choose to let it go. And it's a feeling, an energetic feeling of it going because you're going to choose something different and recreating a pro program in that moment that will support you. So there, there are many steps to it. Uh, as much as I'd like to say I could teach it all in one swat, I, I would attempt it and see how it lands. And that's why I'm creating a pro, uh, like a, my own program for some, everyone to walk through in order to do it for themselves and keep going over it and then have me there to support them in seeing it and then actualizing it. It isn't hard. It just gets to come out of the ethers into words, into a program to walk through. Right. Is that supportive to you? You're welcome. I'm, I'm so glad you're brave enough to pop on and have this conversation. It's been interesting. I love where it went from a Q&A possibility to how we can actually see the world it is an incredible space. And I'm honored to have this platform to be able to speak my truth, how I see it and how I would love to serve and support the world in this way. And we are all one. And I'm constantly changing the, the way I see the world through the programs that I delete and embody peace and love. So I know we only have like less than 30 seconds left of the show and it went by so flipping fast. I could do this all the live long day. And I'm so grateful for everyone for listening and showing up and or watching. And I look forward to seeing you next week on the Crossroads to Awakening where we may dive right deep into this again, because who knows what happens through the week, but there is a plan and there's a possibility. And I will see you at your awakening. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Crossroads to Awakening radio show. Wendy Pocket will return next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We look forward to you joining us again. Until then, enjoy your journey and we'll meet you at the Crossroads. <laughs>